It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight was a great night for professional wrestling. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Aside from Moxley calling out the entire inner circle on AEW, that's not the main discussion for tonight because you see, there once was a Velveteen Dream and a Jake the Snake Roberts return. That's right, man. Every legend's getting their hands dipped and bronzed and over gold and in the world of professional wrestling. And tonight on NXT, there was not one, but two cage matches. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. And in between those matches, there's some definite action going on in both NXT and AEW. I'm going to do a fair review of both, if you will, so bear with me, if you will. I'm going to pull it up because I did watch NXT and AEW, which is both a blur. I'm going to rewatch. Not on Hulu, yo, because that's not doing NXT just, although it would be nice without the commercials anyways. Let's start off with NXT, shall we? NXT. I know the first match was the cage match, and Raquel Gonzalez did have a genuine impact on that. Plus, I can do it without reading the results. Keith Lee basically shoved Cameron Grimes and said, next week, you know, you're going to get that fair ass whipping. So, odd, isn't it? I mean... Oh, yes, there's an interview with Johnny Gargano and Mara Ranello. Um, Let's see here. Undisputed defeated Orny Lurkin and Danny Birch. Sorry if I butcher your name, Orny. Just, I feel that Danny Birch could do so much better in the NXT UK realm, but that's just my personal take on it. Anyway, so... Wow, they're still using the old promo pick of uh, Velveteen on an advertisement. Anyway, so tonight... You saw a wide variety of chaos. It was much better off without Charlotte Flair, even though, you know, they did show highlights of Rhea Ripley at Raymond James talking and discussing about her journey that led her to this point. She said, when I first started out, I said, I look so much like Charlotte, so I tried my best to be different, you know, not like her. I hate to say this, folks, but we don't know who's going to win the match at WrestleMania. Said no one ever. Charlotte Flair goes one-on-one with Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. All of us are expecting Charlotte Flair to win. I don't know. It may be like Royal Rumble. It may not. I can't say anything because, well, yes, I can. I've been to, this will be my ninth WrestleMania consecutive WrestleManias that I've, that I've been attending to, and I can tell you some results have been not so fan-friendly. That's why I, I like going to NXT. 
being defended on a grand stage, my friend. It's going to be the bum diggity. I can just tell you right now, from what I understand, from what I gather, I believe tonight was more of a main focus and prelude before NXT TakeOver. Oh, yeah. And, folks, for those of you who do not have the network, if you sign up tonight or tomorrow or Sunday or whenever your first month is completely free and it is $10.77 afterwards, I'm not sure why, but it just is. It's what showed up in my bank statement, so that's what I'm basing this off of. Uh, also, yeah, I I would hope. I mean, uh, I'm reading through the questions, and yeah, I'm pretty sure you're correct. Not. No, 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 it's not a terrible question to ask me. Do I think AEW completely ran over NXT tonight? You want me to say your name or no? Jameson from Louisville, Kentucky. Well, Jameson, I'd say answer that question. I think it was just great wrestling to watch. I don't think so. I don't think AEW completely derailed NXT. Considering the fact that if Velveteen or if Bianca Belair or anybody from the NXT roster that's a draw is on the show, I'm basically saying that tonight is kind of neck and neck, maybe waiting-wise, AEW may have beaten them out simply because of Jake the Snake in that regard. But I'm not ever, ever counting out NXT. Not my bias. It's just the truth, okay? So, yes, Jake the Snake showed up. Moxley called out Jericho. They had promos. One of my favorites of all time when it comes to promo land is Jake the Snake Roberts. You know why? Because the man a fucking genius when it comes to spouting out phrases. I'm not here to praise you, Caesar. I'm here to slay. Said he had a client that was going to go up against Cody. So, I mean, this is going to be interesting to see who Jake the Snake pulls out of his hat. Jericho called Moxley a cheater because he trained for three months for a guy that only had eye patch on. He could actually see through both eyes, so Jericho considered him a cheater. I like. See, I'm going to requote this because I've it says, uh, "Oh man, it didn't quote his promos, but my God." Uh, they beat them by a hundred and uh, let's see. Let's see my math. Eight hundred sixty five thousand compared to seven hundred seventeen thousand. Hundred thirty eight fifty five so Hundred and forty-eight. I know I can do this math in my head. It's just hundred forty-eight. I was right. So they beat him by hundred forty-eight thousand. But back to the task at hand, folks are discussing. Jake Snake's promo was one of the best. So Jericho, Moxley come out, confronted one another. Moxley addressed the AEW faithful. Jericho insulted them. 
Yeah, Jericho, yeah, that, that promo was intense. Why is it only giving one half of it? Matt Hardy meets with Young Bucks. No, see, I need the results. I need the results, damn it. Oh, okay, the American Nightmare and Wardlow. Okay, well. Okay, so the Lucha Brothers went toe-to-toe with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. There's a tag team. Is this? No, 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 no. That's February 19th. I need the results. This is very... Okay. I had to dig into the archives of ringsidenews.com. Let's see here. Continuing with Darby Allen, the face first year at the same as the bar. Team members from Payview in one grudge match. So he revels in the fans, blah, 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 Moxley. I like when Jericho speaks and tells the fans to shut their ass. Okay. I also found it funny when he made fun of them that they couldn't chant in unison. And it's true. SCU and Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order. But right out of the gate, Colt Cabana joins the fray. I did flip back and forth to make sure that I covered both because I am psycho like that, you know. I have to keep track of both companies. Kind of a journalist type thing, folks. Anyways, SEU and Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order. Stu Grayson and Colt Cabana. Holy shit. So, Colt Cabana. Let's see here. So, basically, it was a revolving door. A lot of quick tags in and out. So... Evil Uno runs in and attacks Cesarian. Okay. So SEU and Colt Cabana get the win. So Cabana comes out with a springboard and moonsault. This dude is like a machine when it comes to professional wrestling. Big Swole versus Leva Bates with the Librarian. I'm not so sure I like the women's division in AEW. That's the one thing that lags a lot there. Big Swole ends up winning. Okay, we see replay of Cody and MJF. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Not yawning at the show. I'm just yawning because I'm tired, folks. Anyways, so... Cody said that he didn't want to broach the subject and what it felt like to lose the MJF. But he can tell you what it felt like professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, when Jake the Snake comes out, this is what makes the promo. It says, I don't want to spoil the party, kid, but I'm tired of listening to Cody crying, bitch. Thank you. Thank you, Jake the Snake. God love you. And he said he was not here to bow to the king. I love this. Let's see the dark side is coming to AEW. And Roberts even said, not here to take the whole pie. He's here to take your share. A wise man once told him, never tell him to turn his back on someone you respect or you're afraid of. Then Roberts turns back and walks off. Um... Also said, I'm not here, Caesar, to praise thee. I'm here to slay. Okay. Pac versus Chuck Taylor with Trent and Orange Cassidy. Really? Orange Cassidy cracks me up in some instances, but in other instances, it's like, well, I'm glad you tapped out. I don't know why. It just made me, it made me happy as a fan because he's everyone's favorite, and it's nice to see everyone's favorite lose. Every once in a great while. And Orange Cassidy happens to be there. So. Let me guess. 
Pac still won the match. Isn't that fun? Because he, he locked in the Brutalizer. And made him tap. QT Marshall with Dustin and Brandy Rhodes versus Jake Hager with Santana and Ortiz. Way too many parties at ringside. And again, you know, it's wrestling, so. Jake Hager won again, too. Ah, yeah, whatever. There's a lot of commercial breaks. Moxley and Darby Allen versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Let me guess, Guevara and Jericho. <laughs> but, you know, they may have won the battle, but they didn't win the war because... Let's see here. Moxley came out with a chair, stormed the ring, tossed the chair here, nothing else, blah, blah. So not a bad night for AEW's Dynamite. So that's one review down and one more to go because I got to go in order. I'm just OCD like that. Um, <laughs> I want to read from top to bottom because that's my preference. And I can, they can, a lot of you can make a lot of jokes. But it's my show, damn it. All right. Now, Bleacher Report, you suck balls at some reports. And that is the wrong fucking report. Yeah, it's losing ratings, but I mean, they'll weather the storm like they did before. All they got to do is do one takeover and kaboom. Ratings go back up for a brief hiccup. WWE, yeah. Oh, that's cute. Chris Muller. Chris Muller, whatever. They've been losing the battle of ratings because AEW keeps pulling legends out of their ass. That's one reason. Also, when the heels get their comeuppance, not just that, it's a show, it's a wrestling show, and it's it's from stop... From top to bottom, you're going to have consistent stories. Because finally AEW picked up on if your stories are every which way, how are people going to follow along? So they might have picked up on that generalized concept of you have to be consistent in order to attract an audience. And finally, I think they did. Anyways. Sorry, I went over Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai with the help of Raquel. You know, got a lot of crowd reaction regardless with Raquel's interference. I don't know if that's going to tease a uh, Tegan Knox versus uh, Dakota Kai. Who knows? Um, let's see here, because I know I want to go in order, but do or where the hell? No, 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 no. I I found this in the results. Let's see here. This is much better. I like ringside news. They give me the full-on list. So it showed a match between Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Tegan Nocton versus Dakota Kai. No interviews, just straight-up match. And Dakota Kai won because she had help from Raquel. Oh, yeah. There was a number one contendership match, Shotzi Blackheart versus Chelsea Green. Uh, with the help of Robert Stone. So now Chelsea Green is going to be in that ladder match. I don't know if that was a decision based on experience, but I think Shotzi is extremely talented, and she is she's on her way up, so maybe it was just a decision based on experience. But then again, Chelsea Green doesn't have experience either. Kind of an oddball decision, really. Uh, let's see here. Mar Ronello talks about the attack from Damian Priest and Donovan, um, Dynamon Dijakovic. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. Keith Lee seeing in the ring. Basking in his glory. And out comes, uh, the hairiest man I have ever seen in my life. Cameron Grimes. I mean, Bigfoot and Sasquatch have nothing on this worker, man. I mean, they probably finally told him, hey, Harry, Harry Balls, shave, 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 just a smidgen. He looks like one of those, uh, can I go into looks with Cameron Grimes? I know that the man is extremely talented. You know, he was a part of the NXT breakout tournament. I guess it's hard for me not to think that 
if I was working against him, just how would it feel if he was really sweating and you get a nothing but a face full of hair as he pulls you in for the fucking sequence? I'm just that's just one of my thoughts. So it'll be Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes, and I bet you that again Damian Priest will interfere, playing mind games with Keith Lee. Just just a thought. Just a thought. Undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. It was a good pace match. Very flippy, flippy, one-upsmanship type match between, you know, uh, I don't know what they call themselves, but, um, yeah, Undisputed Era won the match, and then afterwards they started talking on the mic. And uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn got attacked by GYVs. <laughs> Zach Gibson, if you see him, take your shoes off. If he's in the room, take your shoes off. If you see him in the hall or in the palace, take your shoes off. Sorry. Force a habit. Okay. Austin Theory versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Very back and forth match power versus uh, flippy flippy shit. Austin Theory, though, hits uh, the ATL. Time landing or whatever he calls that move. The Austin Theory launch. So that's kind of cool that he named it that. Anyway, so Johnny Gargano's interview with Mara was something like this. Gargano says that he looked chomp in the eyes and did what he had to do. He said that Mara doesn't know what Johnny has been through, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, folks, another Gargano versus Chompa match in the making for NXT TakeOver in Tampa. All right. Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. I don't think it was a very odd match. I think it was uh, very entertaining, to say it the least. Because any time that Velveteen is around uh, Undisputed or Tommaso Ciampa or Gargano, it turns into one hell of a match. So I must say, folks, tonight shows NXT live at Full Sail and also those in Bloomfield, yes, Bloomfield, Illinois. AEW and WWE actually that's neck and neck. They're like they lost in ratings. By hundred and forty eight thousand viewers. So that means there's less than a million viewers for both sides. And let me tell you what gained the most attention. See, what kills ratings is that stupid sidebar video where you have to put each other in a hold or you just go through a sequence and be like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. The sidebar, meaning there's an itty-bitty window of match with Velveteen and Roderick. AEW does the same shit, though. I mean, SEU versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I am not so sure about forcing a team together. It may be a good thing. It may be a bad thing. Just want to point out, wow, you know, both shows started off with a bang. One, you know, was reveling in his new championship, that'd be Moxley. The other show just started off with an absolute brawl, and it was a brilliant match. And... I just want to be told the story. That's plain and simple, and both sides did a great job of telling a fucking story. And uh, this is the point in which if you have kids under the age of 14, following podcasts is not appropriate for minors under the age of 14. There's actually a disclosure for this show. Off the Rails Uncensored is a mature podcast Audience only. Ages. Well, you're old enough to hear fucking cuss words. 14 and up. Authorized and Censored is a trademarked, copyrighted podcast. Any usage, reproduction, likeness thereof, the phrase off the rails uncensored, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45. For however many times you have used the phrase off the rails uncensored. 
I, Brian Rails, am not responsible for any rep or repeats, verbal repeats off of said show. If it caused your kid to get expelled, you're a fucking dumbass too. So, alright, fuckers, it's time to get inside my head, and I fair warn you, it is one hell of a roller coaster ride that you may or may not want to get off of. Monkeys in the fucking truck. Hit my music. Sing it. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The The cult of personality. We are like. Yeah, I'm not gonna sing the whole fucking theme, but. And yeah, Standing Cage looks really cool with Big. And his students may laugh, but it's true. Oh, it's damn true. By the way, if you have not Uh, I'm going to read your tweet. I have a beard. I get it. People look cool with beards, but can we put a mortuary mortuary on beards and wrestling for a bit? I mean, if you're in the biz with one now, keep it, but if you don't and aren't, then don't. Just don't. Thanks for your attention to this matter. Amen. Listen to the man. By the way, if you haven't got the opportunity to go to Danny's Wrestling School in Paulsburg, New Jersey, Monster Factory is world famous. It's reputable. It's, you know, basically invest in yourself, become a professional wrestler, announcer, commentator, whatever you want to train in the world of professional wrestling. The world famous Monster Factory, right? I've been to two super camps at Danny's. His coaches, his guest trainers, they are phenomenal. Um, Monster Factory is the place to be if you want to become a professional wrestler, trained to become a professional wrestler, referee, whatever the case may be. Invest in yourself today. World famous Monster Factory at Paulsboro, New Jersey. I shit you not. It's a genuine school. The, the students are very sincere. It is a great place to learn from. All right? Just throwing that out there. Oh, and don't email the office, please. There's a phone number listed on the website on www.monsterfactory.org. If you need it twice, it's www.monsterfactory.org. Sign up. There might be a deal on tuition for the school. I don't know. Invest in yourself today, folks. The world-famous Monster Factory. Anyways... There is someone that I would like to discuss with you tonight, and that is the man who is the king of promo. And I'm not talking about Ric Flair. I am not talking about Ted DiBiase or even most people are not fond of Jim Cornette right now at the moment. Some of you, some of you, not all of you, even to the point where when you say shit like, I didn't come, Caesar, you know, to get I respect my enemies even when their back is turned and then he walks off. That but before that he said, I didn't come to hail Caesar, I came to slay my client. He's like, You gonna let that punk ass bitch talk to you like that? And he even talked about his sobriety. To add that blend of awesome that Jake the Snake Added into his promo tonight on tonight's AEW. The man is a genius. You don't 
people love to use the quotationary for reference. This man uses historical references and kicks the fuck out of the norm. Which is why I love Jake the Snake, because the man is loud, he's in charge, he's very soft-spoken. Talks like this, harassing his voice, brother. I have nothing but respect and love for this dude, because why... Not only can he wow you on the mic, but he's like, you can bring that old relic Arn Anderson to the rings, like, and I'll knock the shit out of him too. No shame about it. Now, this man is is more than just a WWE Hall of Famer. He was one of my favorites growing up as a kid. Now, some people say your favorite was Hogan or Warrior or Piper or Savage. I like Piper. I liked Warrior. I like Savage. Hogan, I was not even on the fence about. I just, there's a part of me that as a kid that was like, why everyone likes him. I was, I was one of those that had to like the opposite of what people like. Because why? It makes me fucking different, just like Jake the Snake. When he came out and and stared Cody in the eyes and gave probably one of the most bone-chilling promos that he's given in his history, some may say, you're overreacting, you're dramatizing shit. Well, you know, folks, I listened to Jake the Snake at Unspoken Word Tour, and you know he's just having fun at that. And times you'll you'll say to yourself, "Man, I can't believe I was in the same room as a dude who was so legendary at his promos, his actions, the way he carried himself, and then you know essentially shit happened and." You didn't hear from Jake the Snake in quite some time. Then he returned and then disappeared again. But to see him tonight on AEW Dynamite, all I can tell you is it's good to see you again, dude, on TV, doing your thing, especially on the mic. That is one area that I admire about certain people in this business, and, and not in this business, in the sport of professional wrestling, this crazy Ragnarok. The ability to get an audience, to pull an audience. Some may have booed him because, you know, he wasn't going to join and revel in being alongside Cody Rhodes. The iconic moment about that is when you say words like I didn't come for your piece of the pie. I came to get the entire pie my damn self. I want to get per verbatim, you know, what he said exactly because I'm just giving you all the cliff notes. And for those of you who have DVR, fortunate enough to have it, I'm going to rewatch it and report again. On Monday, just exactly what Jake the Snake said. Because you know something, folks. It's not often that a legend comes to a show and actually gets to participate. Unless, you know, it was told to, hey, can you go easy on him? Can you do this? Can you do that? I like when shows give anybody, not just legends, but anybody for that matter, room to roam on the mic within reason. And Jake's one of the best. Built Cody up and left, you know, a little, you know, mystery to the eye. I believe no, dude. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great that both sides are going toe-to-toe. And that's only 168, 148,000, I'm sorry, when compared to uh, AEW's ratings. It's because, like I said, they keep pulling legends out of their ass. 
and this legend, I didn't, you know, I didn't ever expect to see Jake the Snake on AEW TV. Sure, all the people in Rumorville were happy that, oh, you know, somebody's going to come out. You don't know what AEW is going to do next. That's the beauty part about this. I was discussing with a friend earlier about if WWE was to improve upon some things, one of those things would be able to, you know, take away the mics and just have action. In some instances now, if the promo makes sense, by all means, man, go do it. But an hour and a half, almost two hours worth Backstage promo, or backstage interview, promo, promo, promo. The only thing that was worthwhile was when there was four Claymore kicks and a guy that's considered, you know, to be WWE's go-to, Brock Lesnar. So, that's one thing I'd like to take on, but I'm not going to totally go into a tyrannical rant about it because there's Great, you know, two positives that happened tonight. One, there was a tease for Velveteen going after the NXT Championship. Two, you know, they're doing qualifying ladder matches for the number one contender at NXT TakeOver. There's a lot of, you know, one's yin, the other's yang. Just figure that out. Yin, AEW, yang. WWE, the fans, I, myself, and others are probably thinking, this is great. We finally have something to fucking enjoy. Having something to rant about. Although, WWE gives you firepower sometimes, or me firepower, that is, to go basically suggest things and or rant, if you will, about what needs to be improved. So, I believe if you want to improve a show or suggest things, be like, it is not suggested that you cut the time down for WWE Raw. You keep the time frame for NXT. Just one thing, please. Don't ever say or think the word pure. Please do not. Organic, yes. Awesome, of course. Neck and neck. How do you want to describe these two crazies? AEW and WWE. It's great that now AEW has a new champion. It's great that they're teasing Velveteen to go after Adam Cole. Who, you know, Velveteen locked the cage and proceeded to lay the beat down on Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. I mean, it's like Sting, kind of. One on many, one versus all. You know, he's got a baseball bat, Sting does, but I guess Velveteen's weapon of choice may have been that kendo stick in the steel chair doing a Death Valley or Dream Valley driver, sorry, on Adam Cole under that steel chair. I just I just want to point out, folks, even though I'm flip-flopping back and forth between AEW and NXT, that both groups are busting their asses to give the fans exactly what we want. That's not necessarily a bad thing. That's actually... That benefits us. You know, think about it. For two hours, we get to see some great wrestling. Although AEW lacks in a few areas, especially tag team and women's. Not to say that Santana and Ortiz is not a far cry help. You know, the Puerto Rican version of the Usos, I'm sitting. You know, one carries butter in a sock or whatever. Whatever's stuck in that sock to beat the fuck out of someone with. Sammy Guevara. I don't know. I've not seen very many of his stuff. But from what I gather in AEW, you know, he's the perfect 
I would like to beat the ever-living shit out of you type dude. He's doing his job. Jake Hager, my God, man. If your wife was in the front row, um, I don't know how many times you would play tonsil hockey. I don't know if anybody else gave a damn. They're like, if I had a hot woman, I'd make out with her 24-7. That's great. You'd have to brush your teeth eventually. Dude, can you... It's a joke. Alright, folks. You know, we have Every once in a while, we have someone that messages us on Russell Radio's Instagram. It's Russell underscore radio. For those of you want to message us through Facebook, it's Russell Radio forward slash Facebook.com. I'm sorry if I'm slurring my words. It happens when I'm tired. Um, so anyways, folks, the tag team division is not terrible in AEW. It just means a lot of Okay, we've got Private Party, The Young Bucks, SEU, Dark Order, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, I guess, uh, Hangman Page, and, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, Kenny Omega. So there's a shit ton, and then there's <laughs> The Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Not to say that um, you can find any other tag teams. AEW stacked in one area, and that's the World Heavyweight Championship picture. Don't know why. Because you have Moxley, you have Jericho, you've got Cody Rhodes, and whoever Jake the Snake is bringing with him, I'm interested to see who the fuck it is. Maybe Matt Hardy, the case. We're going to have ourselves a, a real, real fucking party. Matt Hardy style, right? Oh, yes. So, back to the subject at hand, you know, the tale of Velveteen Dream and the return of Jake the Snake. Yeah, the tale of Velveteen something that went something like this. A man got hurt. A man came back or took some time off. Who knows? But I think, actually, I'm quite certain that Velveteen may or may not come out, which is, how about them apples? And if Adam Cole retains, whatever, you know, it's wrestling, there's going to be more more lines for a feud at SummerSlam. I think that may be their choice. I don't know. But, man, some people are still enamored with the fact that Jake the Snake returned. He mentioned a lot of things, how, you know, I respect my enemies enough so to the point where I never turn my back on them. And he turned his back on Cody, even though he does not lace up boots anymore. Jake the Snake is one hell of a dude. Can talk on a mic like nobody's fucking business. And yeah, I'm going to sing the praises of Jake the Snake simply because you have a lot of guys trying to run their mouths on the mic. Even Chris Jericho flubbed up a little bit. Who doesn't? The man's won an undisputed championship. He's won tag team. He's won European. He's won the Intercontinental. He was the first ever inaugural AEW champion. Hammered a little bit. Man probably got no sleep from trying to edit the awesome video of Revolution. I don't know. What I do know is that if you didn't watch Revolution, no big deal. I don't know if they're still filming the pay-per-view on Bleacher Report Live app. You must pay over your whole life savings. No, I'm just kidding. $49.99 on Bleacher Report Live app, folks. If you want to watch AEW through your phone and stream it on your big TV, you're more than welcome. But yes, I was extremely happy to see someone that I actually grew up liking. Now, you want me to get into the whole, why don't you like Hogan thing? 
I don't think so. I'm not touching those waters. Trust me. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Let's just say that when I was a child, I didn't really, like I said, I really was not into Hulk Hogan. I was more into Warrior, Piper, Savage, Flair, Bobby the Brain Heenan was one of my favorites, Jim Cornette. Why Bobby Heenan, Cornette? Because they could run their mouth and actually make it feel like an actual work. Because, of course, when you're a kid, everything is believable, right? Jake the Snake's been through a lot of hell, folks. A lot of hell. They got help from DDP. Ironically enough, I believe, though, he works behind the scenes sometimes. He show up sometimes. I just want to point out, folks, yeah, am I yawning? I'm sorry. I'm not yawning because of the content of this show. No, I am yawning because I'm tired. Worked a long work day, eight hours, you know, come home, almost fell asleep for four hours. Got up, started planning for the show. Uh, and to answer your question, yeah, you saw my picture on Instagram, didn't you? No, he is not my daddy. I'm just pointing that out there. He has a son. He has a daughter. And he is an awesome, awesome fucking man. Why? Not only did he talk about his sobriety on live there, but he mentioned a historical reference, which is seldom used in the world of gladiating. I don't care if it's MMA, wrestling, boxing, Man, I came not to praise you, Caesar. I came to slay you. I love repeating that because most people who go through their lives in professional wrestling say, I'm not that great on the mic. Watch old Jake the Snake promos and watch what he said tonight. Might actually gain some insight. I know a lot of people who don't like talking on the mic, and it's because they make, can make up you know, with their skills in ring. What this man will teach you is be able to build someone up, be able to mention whatever is you know current and not go off on the tangent. Basically be on point. Make the audience believe what you are trying to convey to them and Jake did a fucking phenomenal job at that man alive you know it feels weird singing praises for someone involved in AEW but you know what who the fuck cares Jake the Snake Roberts was probably you know one of the guys in the back that kept his mouth shut it was very low key never got a WWE championship opportunity and he just, he said, when I put that snake in the bag and I, well, you know, I was already inside the head of the other guy and that means I won most of the battles because once I put that snake in the bag and took it out, showed it, and revealed it to the world, I basically smank you right in the ass and be in complete control. I like the fact that he did not hesitate to be, you know, his normal Jake self. And that was, that's what I liked about the promo tonight. Because I actually sat there and watched Jake the Snake speak in front of Cody Rhodes. And a lot of wrestlers fail on this level of, you know, being, being able to reach out to the fans with their promo. They can quote all the, you know, parts and quotation area. They can quote from Brainy quote or just come up with their own quote and say it, you know, what do you think, you know, say it in front of me. But they can just do a simple promo and get away with it, you know, because it's their it's their style. But there will only be one Jake the Snake Roberts and the man. You know, he has that mystique, that aura about him. It's kind of like John Wayne. It's kind of like 
the characters he played or portrayed was portrayed in a movie. Portraying in a movie, sorry. It's that kind of draw, it's that kind of attention that probably gained AEW 100 more thousand viewers than WWE's NXT. Don't get me wrong, I watch both because I have to report it to you all. But I feel, from a personal perspective, if you can, you know, just take something from the heart and put it into your promo and actually drive it home, drill it home, and make people actually believe that you are a genuine motherfucker, I am a big fan of that. Just like sometimes when Moxley speaks, you know, and he basically cuts into people and how he feels. It's a lure, it's a trap. No, it's professional wrestling. Sometimes people go all out on promos. They raise their voice. They make their presence felt. Presence is a big, big thing in professional wrestling. You learn that when you go to wrestling school. You don't learn everything. You learn certain things. Promo, wow. Jake hasn't been, you know, around or on the mic inside a wrestling ring in quite some time. But I like the fact that he called out Arn Anderson, too. Because I'd be sitting ringside, very front row, he says, to see the show. He said, I respect my enemies, and don't ever turn your back on your enemies. And he said, walks out of the ring. Stroke of genius. I don't care what people have to say about Jake and their opinion on the man. This man doesn't have to speak for very long. It could be a two-minute promo. It could be a 20-second verbiage. You know, in that case, I think you might see a DDT. But it's amazing, man. I never thought that, like I said, we would be graced with the presence of Jake the Snake. My friend messaged me and said, holy shit. Jake the Snake Roberts is on the TV. I was smiling because I said, I know. I see him. There's something that drew me to that particular moment, you know, because there were some matches in NXT that I probably didn't want to see, but had the itch to watch it anyways. I believe it was during the Tegan Knox. And Dakota Kai match, which match could have been better. No, I mean, there's some, yeah, they could have been better. I agree with you 100% on that, man. Um, as far as uh, pulling the audience, it, it did its job. I believe that there is always an inside of me that, you know, felt the connection to certain wrestlers back in the day, like, okay, if you ask me that question, so who was I uh, enamored with as a kid? Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Ric Flair, Injustice. Like, keep asking me about Hogan, dude, but all I'm going to tell you is I don't, I never particularly cared for Hogan. Until he went to the NWO black and white motif, I still, everyone and their mother was cheering for him, even, you know, when he was transitioning into the role that he wasn't so used to back in the day. So, you know, Jake the Snake never got a championship opportunity, but a lot of companies have used him. So it's not like, the end of the world if I start mentioning the awesomeness that was Jake the Snake. Tonight, challenge Cody. Then you might want to take a rain check because the opponent I get, you're going to be wishing you didn't come out of retirement. It's all 
nice to see someone that can gauge an audience without even fucking trying. It's all, you know, the the delivery of the promo was great. The the tone, because, you know, Jake Snake's very soft-spoken. He's kind of raspy voice like this. Not only his raspy voice, but the, the that evil, arrogant smirk on Jake's face that has not been seen in forever. I think that from what I understand what you guys witnessed tonight was for the Wednesday Night Wars. People, does it take put on their show to actually gain an audience? All it took was Jericho, Cody, Jake the Snake, the only thing was, I didn't care for the other promos, but that promo caught my attention. Like, who's he going to get? Probably Jeff, or not Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy, my bad, Matt. Thing as chanting holy shit, I think this was a holy shit moment, just the fact that he walked out the curtain and walked into the ring insulted him, no. He built him up, and Jake the Snake built Cody up, and actually gave wiggle room for the audience to be like, oh my gosh. He actually say the word slay? Is that, is that, is that legal? Yes, it is. It so is totally legal. I mean, I think it's great he showed up on tonight's show AEW Dynamite and blew it up Illinois and basically said, you know, I'm not here to sing your fucking praises. I'm here to tell you my opponent for you is going to wipe the floor with you and you ain't going to be bitching afterwards. He said, you can even bring Arn Anderson's old ass. That tells you anything, folks. I believe you need to... Um, if you haven't seen him, you can watch him on WWE Network or you can watch Jake the Snake through YouTube. I mean, he's got full matches with Honky Tonk and Hogan. I'm just going to leave it at this, folks. Tonight was a very special night. Both a Velveteen Dream, pointing out, you know, the NXT Championship is in my grass, and also. The bulk of this discussion, Jake the Snake Roberts. Wow. First, you know, Diamond Dallas Page. Now you got yourself Jake the Snake Roberts. That's a pretty awesome feat, if you ask me. Done by AEW. I like people who are able to make a show still feel like a wrestling show. Not someone that's going to force fed down our throats through DVDs and I hell I'm glad fucking glad that Jake the Snake was back on airways involving himself in the pro wrestling show that's super cool cause now who knows what the other side is gonna gain you know for as far as um Competition goes, who knows? All right, folks, that'll do it for tonight's show. I got to sleep and go to work in the morning. I love you all. What's up, UK, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, the good old US of A, Tokyo, Japan, Venice, Italy, Toscana, Italy. Basically, much love in Germany, much love in Mexico City. Oh, and before I go, the people who went through... The F5 tornado in Nashville. Our prayers are with your families. We wish you the best of luck in your city's recovery. All right, folks. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got some sleep. Good night. Love you all. Thank you for your support of Wrestle Radio Network and Off the Rails Uncensored. 
But like any normal human, I have to get sleep. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.